I'm recording. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to IFL Fantasy Podcast. This is going to be episode number six coming at you. My name is Mike Ransom. And like always, uh, we have the wonderful, the talented Mr. Joey Shope. Joey Shope, how are you doing today? Good, Mike. Uh, it's bittersweet because the end of the uh, IFL season is coming up, but that just uh, means you got some of the most high-flying, high-action improv in the whole improv-verse. Yep, uh, we do. And, you know, it's funny. We were like, we kept saying, like, you know, playoffs are going to be coming. Playoffs are going to be coming, you know, just so keep in mind. And, and you know, it's here. And uh, it's, it's funny how, uh, you know, we've gone through – uh, we're going to be talking to you through 14 games now. So, I mean, we, uh, you know, it seems like time, time really does fly. So um, we are are so happy to be the voice of IFL season 10 uh, for you guys. So um, Joey, how, how's that fantasy team doing for you? Well, it's tough, you know, cause I, uh, I like it's getting strong now, but I had such a bad start that I wonder if it's a little bit too late. Can I even let me let me let me take a look see series yeah. four? What am I at? Uh, okay, I am in third place, but the gap between me and first is so much. I can play spoiler to second. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that, and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty fun win. Right, and I mean Clayton or Clayton here. I mean, obviously, he's uh, you know uh got a got a fair fair lead here but you know garen uh you know i think garen is mathematically still in it he would need to yes it's possible uh, he'd have to crush and he'd uh clayton have to do pretty poorly yeah so um you know let's see it's anybody's game who knows it's the playoffs people can fold under the pressure and yeah but so we'll you'll you'll never know but uh you know it's been some really exciting games here we're looking uh at game 13 uh and 14 right here so uh we're gonna talk you through that talk you through the uh players and the points and opportunities and and give you the uh breakdown analysis here and then we'll we'll preview uh game number 15 and then uh we don't need to talk about ifl labs because uh it's already talked about enough yeah sure I think, yeah, there's not a lot to say, a whole bunch of, well, we actually don't have a ton of information on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. All right. All right, cool. Well, all right, so let's jump things off. Game number 13, this was a big one, the Garden Grove Trotters taking on the Lake Forest Rangers. Only a point difference separated these two uh, in the final tally. Uh, The Garden Grove Trotters uh 62 to lake force Ranger 61 absolutely tightly contested race here i mean if let's you could just a quick jump forward into lightning round only a one point difference there as well uh uh absolutely a, a real nail biter wouldn't you say absolutely i mean you know you look and you got to think i mean you could definitely tell it was a very competitive match i mean what i look for in terms of competitiveness is i look at the goalie saves I mean, mm-hmm. all three goalie saves are utilized and all three goalie saves hit. That's yeah. indicative of, you know, everyone was feeling the pressure to uh, get as much points as possible. Yeah, take a look also at that spread because what's interesting is on the point percentage uh, breakdown, this is what we talk about, is the uh, the Lake Forest Rangers 
a, a big split. There's a big gap between the top two scoring players and the bottom two scoring players on the Garden Grove, excuse me, on the Lake Forest Rangers. Whereas there's kind of an even spread amongst the uh, uh, Garden Grove Trotters, wouldn't you say? Yep. It proves the old adage. There's no I in improv team. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the old saying. I remember hearing that growing up. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, oh my gosh, you could just see. I, I feel like we should just nickname the podcast about this guy because every episode we talk about uh, how well and kind of how uh, out of left field uh, he's come to really become a major player, but, you know, demanding a 41% point uh, share point share is yeah. incredible for Mr. Jason to win the rookie sensation. Uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely uh, something that you want to call out here. And this is an example of, and I think this is the first time this season we've had games where say the highest scoring player was on the losing team. Um, you know, that's, that's, that'll happen. Like, so talk about player of the game, Zach Payne scored only 29% of the total points scored, but Jason Nguyen cleaned up with 41% himself. But what's interesting is that Jennifer Choi also scored higher than uh, Zach Payne. Wow. Zach Payne is the third highest score, which is that's, a, that's pretty rare. Of all the points scored, which again is 61 to 62, that's 123 laughs. 70%, oh wait, no, excuse me. Uh, yeah, 70% came from Jennifer Choi and Jason Nguyen, uh, whereas it did seem like a little bit, more of an even spread amongst the uh, 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 the Garden Grove Trotters. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, um, the lineup games, yeah, it was a dead heat. Um, you know, Mord Creek, I think Lake Forest Rangers really kind of got back in it there. That's absolutely, uh, you can see here, which is uh, speaks to the quality. Jay, if you own Jay Kimsey in this uh, this week, you got a lot of points out of her because you got – I believe Jennifer got uh, got one. Jason Nguyen got two. Oh no, excuse me. Jason Nguyen got one. Got one at the last position, getting scoring four points. Jennifer Choi got two at the second position, and then a steal from Cameron Miller from the Garden Grove Trotters, which that that is as about as good as it gets for a midfielder point. Yes, the other team stole a point, but it's still that means the clue giving was on point. Yeah. So big, uh, big ups and big kudos to uh, Jay coming in there and yeah, absolutely uh, locking it in. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, it was an absolute nail biter. And I think that it's, uh, you know, indicative of uh, the level of competition that's at the, uh, the that's going on right now. Sharp, uh, iron sharpens iron, you know? Absolutely. I, you know, we're gonna, we, we talked about this off, off mic, uh, you know, a little bit, but uh, I want next, next podcast, we're going to be previewing, uh, well, obviously, we'll be talking about um, this Saturday show in a retrospective kind of way, obviously, as we do. But uh, we'll, we'll be talking about some awards that we're going to be handing out. Uh, and I mean, uh, you know, not to not to tell you, you know, not to spoil it, but I think it's it is the Jason Nguyen Award at this point to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah. Do you envision someone competing for him at Goalie of the Year? Maybe J- James Stebeck? Oh, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation here. I mean, and that goes into Zach Payne as well. Zach Payne is right in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I James has been so consistent, but I mean, that's the thing is, I think this year more than anything, our goalies have been incredibly consistent. Absolutely, uh, and you know, I don't let me let. Can we do this? Uh, I would like for for you, it could be from anybody. I mean, it's obviously we're talking about this, but like 
I think the forward position has been really interesting as, as well this year. I think that between this game, we might have our nominees for forward of the year too, between Jennifer Choi and um, Dana Brown. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, those are definitely the front runners. Um, I mean, maybe, you know- maybe Steven's in that conversation too, but yeah, I think it, I think it's a, it's a pretty tight race for the forward of the year. Yeah, because, you know, you got to look at it and you got to take into consideration, you know, last year, Jennifer, um, Jennifer switching roles and, you know, uh, as opposed to last year, yeah, you know, Dana really coming into her own here from last year. So, I mean, if we're looking at it in a vacuum, I, I, uh, I think it's, it's pretty close, but I think, um, we can definitely discern who is going to be getting the, uh, the, the ultimate honor, I would say, of forward of the year. And uh, keep keep this keep this in your back pocket too. But we also should talk about maybe best value draft. Because look again, we always talk about you got James Dubik in the first round. You got the first round. But did you get someone first round town of somebody drafted later? Maybe even Jason Owen walks away with that one too. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I think again, I know we're just talking about these two, but Dana Brown's in that conversation as well. I think you could draft a Dana Brown kind of later. Steven. Steve, I mean, Steve, Steven, uh, Steven was a late pick for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- these are just names. I think Alex Raymond has had some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, even Julie Hawking has won a player that, so, you know, you have to, we, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll look at it for sure. And we'll do some analysis. And then, you know, then it's, it's a good, I mean, these are not real awards. These are not, you know, you can't like, there's no hardware with this, but it's something to think about as we go into next season, you know, yeah. Hey, uh, if Jason, you know, is doing IFL again, he doesn't retire this off season. I, I, how do you not take him in the first round next season? Right, and that's he's made a strong case. He he's absolutely made a strong case. So yeah, we'll, absolutely. Uh, we'll uh, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that the uh, uh, what's interesting here is uh, Coach uh, Clayton Moore kind of making a, a really strong uh uh presence known uh called called here's what's interesting for those of you who missed it Clayton Moore called a power play and lost it and still won the game Mm. I think that speaks volumes to him as a coach the cohesiveness of this team I think though again also going back to the idea that hey listen uh you know this team there wasn't a big spread of points he you know there wasn't like two shooters like there was not two there was not two high scores this is a team that likes to pass the ball around likes to get everybody opportunities. And I think that speaks to Clayton's uh, ability as a coach. Of course, I think it's hard to have a coach of the year too, without mentioning Dustin, Jack Wanzura is in that conversation as well. Uh, but yeah, we will, we will get to this stuff as we, uh, as we talk about it next, next week. Yes, absolutely. So um, with that being said, Joe, you have any more thoughts on this particular matchup? No, I mean, this did lock up Garden Grove Trotters in the number one seed uh, going into the playoffs, uh, taking on, either the loser of uh, this upcoming show or the Fulton Italian Americans. That'll be really the, uh, the, the final piece in the puzzle. Uh, Lake Forest Rangers comfortably in the second and third, second or third, uh, right in the middle of the playoff picture um, from this one as well. So this will be a really, this will be a really good playoff uh, thing. I mean, we could be, this could be Lake Forest Rangers, Garden Grove Tigers. This could be a preview. This could be a preview matchup for, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the final showdown, but yeah. we don't know. We'll get there when we get there. All depends on seating and, you know, and all that. Group. Absolutely. But absolutely um, sweet. Let's, let's jump ahead to, uh, the second show. This was the Tuscan Raiders and Fulton Italian Americans. 
really, I think, again, I, you know, talking about coach of the year, but I think that Luigi, if, if Luigi Boyardi gets into playoffs, starting off 0-3, but squeaks his way into playoffs, I think there's something to be said there. Yeah, if he, I mean, I don't know. If if they if gets into the playoffs, squeaks in, and manages to make a little run, you cannot deny him coach of the year. Uh, yeah, I will say this. If, if the Fulton Time Americans make it to finals, I think I'd call it there. Yeah. Playoffs is a slightly, listen, playoffs is not easy to get to, but finals, that's, that is a nightmare uh, to get to. But if they, if they can pull it out, I, if there was a team that could pull it out, I think the Fulton Italian Americans could do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think definitely uh, he does have running for puppet of the year, though. I think that he uh, has got that locked up. Yeah. Uh, what a high flying event this show was. Uh, another, by the way, power play called for the midfielder. And look at that. Erica Cervantes got eight points. Wow. Eight points. Second highest scoring player of the night. Eight points was the was the was the get on the because she was in the last position of Mord Krieg. Mm-hmm. Got it. Meaning that eight points swung toward the Tustin Raiders. Wow. Yeah, really great. Which again, calling a power play does not get you a point in, as a coach in IFL, but winning one does give you points yeah i mean definitely and i think that uh you know another thing too uh, again looking at the looking at the goalie saves here you know uh we're looking at uh tustin raiders here uh went uh two for three yeah um and then also garen when you know the cream rises to the top and with garen on his last his last goalie save gets a two of the season of the season gets a two banger. Yeah. So I feel, uh, you know, that is just indicative of the type of player that Garen is. I know that goes into the question of Garen for goalie or Jason to win or James Stebeck. But again, we, we will crunch the numbers and look at that uh, in the next show. Uh, for sure. I, you know, talking about midfielder of the year, I think Jared is in that conversation as well. Uh, again, Got a power play last round double points. And even the other team, Garen stole points too. So that means yeah. as a midfielder, he got plenty of information across. I, I think that's a good sign uh, for him there. Uh, a really fun showing from uh, Krista Minicello, the captain of Fulton Italian Americans. And I think, I mean, we talked about this before the season. Kristen's not going to be, she is one of the higher scoring players of this show. I think she is in number three, the third highest scoring player of the show. Uh, But, you know, she's a facilitator. She gets, she puts the ball where it needs to go. Real point guard type captain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, You know, you can look and see here. uh, She was not, uh, not denied in the huddle. And again, I mean, the huddle is such a, uh, such a fine, uh a, fi- a fine game to ma- easy to play difficult to difficult to master how to absolutely perform in the proper huddle but you know she was not denied in the in the huddle yeah yeah no i think that uh, i think that's a really i think it's a really excellent point you're making right there uh yeah. talking I mean, about go ahead i was just saying i was like you know you can look similar to last game uh you know point breakdown you can see tustin raiders kind of had a pretty even split here but then yeah you know, Garen just 
decided to go neo from the matrix and just demand a 44 percent laugh share well that's what's you know this is that's the that's the thing if i can be so bold is i think that you know not i hate saying x factor because i do think most stats can be tracked but one that i think is difficult to keep in mind is momentum and garen had it from the start Mm-hmm. You know, if you look across his score sheet, he had points here, points there, points everywhere on top of, and the, you know, that you don't see this till you move to the side, the goalie saves in between these scenes, scene one, he had points, scene two, he had points, Mord Kriege stole points, lighting round, he had points, got lineups and the two point joke lineup. He just had momentum. You just had the hot hand and you get, you get to follow it. Great on uh, coach Luigi, not, not resting his players got the hot hand. Sometimes coaches can see that and go, oh, we've, we've got a comfortable lead. We'll rest and then we'll take off. But uh, you, have to, you do have to wonder how much he rode Garen if that will affect his energy in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's going into a, he's going into a bye week this week. Um, yeah. You know, so maybe he'll, he'll rest. And, uh, you know, I think the whole deal is if they get in, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I can't imagine a, a low scoring affair in this one no absolutely. i can't no there's no way i think that i think simply put uh wh- whomever goes into the uh, the boy i i don't know which one both of them sound hard you know what i mean so right. so let me so let me break this down um uh, uh, and this is not 100 percent concrete there are some fluid things but of the scenarios that go into playoffs we have garden grove trotters that's the number one seed that's the only thing we know for sure they are going to play fullerton italian americans or Newport Beach Academy, or Irvine.comies. There's not one of those you want to face more than the other. Right. No. That is not, that is not, a, that is not a winning scenario. Or, well, obviously, Garden Grove Trotters have beaten uh, – Garden Grove Trotters have lost one this year, and I think it was to the Newport Beach Academy. So maybe they do want to get a redemption show, maybe. Let me check that. I'm going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly yeah, flip no, through. Flip over. What was it's, the, it, uh, it was Newport Beach Academy did beat – uh, uh, the uh, Garden Girl Trotters, and maybe that's just Garden Girl Trotters have have their, you know, maybe they have their number. Maybe there's something in the defense, something in the water that makes them play different against them. I don't know, but Garden Girl Trotters yeah. did did lose to the Newport Beach Academy, so there's that. There's that. Fulton Italian Americans talking about a momentum going into playoffs. That's going to be really tough. Irvine.com is three-time champion. Uh, Dustin Willoughby as a coach. I no one wants to face that in the finals. No, absolutely, or, or in the playoffs even. Yeah, and then then the other side of the coin is Lake Forest Rangers. They have to take on. They're either getting they're getting the winner of uh, the show on Saturday. They're either taking on Newport Beach Academy or Irvine.comies. And again, that is not a that's not a fun situation to be in. No, no way. I mean, I think it's just a testament to how uh, you know how balanced and everything really was. I mean, you look at the total points so check out check out this stat if you want to see something that's wild so the different the difference between the highest the 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 number one team and the number six team uh is a total of 14 points 14 points 14 points the different it's that's the yeah the number one seed and the number six seed that is a 14 point difference Fulton Italian Americans and the Lake Forest Rangers have more points, but they're not the number one seed. But that tells you that just speaks to the, you know, the power these teams have. And by the way, Lake Forest Rangers also lost to Newport Beach Academy. Yeah. Wow. Newport Beach Academy has beaten the number at this point, the number one and the number two seed. Wow. During the regular season. 
So the Academy is out for blood. The Academy is out for blood. So this is not a walk in the park for Dustin. This is, of course, we're also talking about former champion Courtney Magleby. Uh, uh, both of these teams come into this come into this game with a um, a five hundred percent record. Five hundred percent fifty. What is it? Five. Uh, they both they both come in at five hundred, which is fifty yes. percent. All right. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez, You're Louise. Good. That's okay. No one who listens to this understands sports. So that is actually very much true. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's 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 dish. Let's discuss a little bit about this upcoming show. Yeah, I think we've touched on it a lot. Uh, you know, I. This is the Newport Beach Academy. Let's see. This is Newport. This is Irvine.com is traveling to Newport Beach Academy. The Irvine.com is are away so it's the newport beach has the home field advantage and i'm going to take a look see newport beach academy was the away team when they won against the garden grove trotters yeah and and they go ahead i'm just looking i'm like you know the kickoff game uh we have story as the kickoff game um and that's always uh i feel like story is one of those games where it Unlike any other warm-up game, it really sets the tone for the level of intensity that's going to be played at that. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that that's something that I think if you, if I was a Newport Beach Academy and I wanted to drop, have all three of my wins be against the one, two, and three seed, I would come out and come out swinging. Yeah, I think that uh, it's it's funny how it's uh. It almost feels like a trap game sometimes that game because I think that like it's it's got a very tai chi energy to it you know where you can almost use your opponent's energy against them you know what I mean like you can you can mon- you can manipulate and move them into tripping over themselves yeah kind of like a Majin Buu situation you know what I mean sure yeah let's let's lean into that category yeah. of things kind of like a kind of like a Majin Buu situation whatever you how specific how specifically how specifically like Majin Buu well because Majin Buu is absorbing the other team absorbing the other team's strategies and using it against them Hello. all right all right yeah all right all right why would I just throw out Majin Buu with your you're a big nerd I don't know all right. Well, I'll, all right. Well, meet me outside behind the basketball courts and we'll fist fight. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. So, so Irvine.comies are the away team. Let's discuss them first. What, what gets them a W in this one? Uh, you, a W for this one. Uh, I feel like going back to my kind of the first thing about, uh, you know, there's no I in team. I'd like to see an even distribution of, uh, of laugh share here between all four positions. I feel like that is kind of what has led them to success in the past. Absolutely. Um, Relying on that is super important. Well, it's interesting because the thing about the Newport Beach Academy though, they like a low scoring close scrimmage like low scrimmage yard type of game they want a defensive battle yep and do you get i mean isn't that kind of playing into what they want if you do kind of a slower pace or not i'm sorry if you do a more spread around kind of offense yeah i mean i think that that leans into exactly what they want you know they want to just distribute the uh really control the momentum and i think Mm -hmm. like through story the huddle is going to be really really important so they're going to have to you know Mm -hmm. control the pace there 
And yeah. I think that it's, uh, you know, you just got to look for the, um, you know, the urban.com is not to kind of yield into that and, and just play their game and focus on their game. And, you know, but it's, it's difficult when you're going up against the Academy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so if that is, I, I might've spoiled it. So then what is, then let me say this for the Newport Bridge Academy. I think they have to stick with their game plan. I mm-hmm. think that they can't, they can't let, they can't give up big yards. They can't give up big plays. They need to control, dominate the clock. You know, it's because here's the thing. And, you know, this is, this is almost hackney to say, but like you only need one more point more than your opponent to win. Right. Yep. Yep. I don't Newport Beach Academy when they win, it's close, but that's fine. They're not panicking with that. It's it's a it's a close margin. You know, I think that they don't give up a ton of points. I think they might be leading the lead and uh, I'll have to go back and check, but they are leading the league in like points not allowed. What's that 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 when you yeah, do like fantasy, it's against. like points, points against. against. Yeah, yeah. They've got they're leading the league in terms of it being the lowest points against. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like which is which that's 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 how you win the ball game is you you can't let your scene you can't let your uh, opponents uh, uh, win the game you gotta you gotta let them lose you gotta let them yeah. tie themselves out <laughs> you can't let your opponents win the game. <laughs> I know that's stupid, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's true. I, you yeah. got that right. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just saying it's it's true. And I think if yeah, if Newport Beach Academy wants to take the dub here, they're gonna have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? And that's something that's that Courtney's been good about is Courtney's moved their players in different positions. They've moved them around. You know, that's very like, it's very like, again, going back to like maybe this Eastern energy kind of thing of like this Tai Chi of like you move the places, you know, you, you, you let the water carry you and like form you. And so it's like that. I think Courtney's had a very Eastern philosophy as a coach. I think it's, and it's again, if they are, if they are almost in playoffs, if not already in playoffs, that's probably why they're allowing, they're allowing their opponents to come to them and they can kind of control the narrative. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that it's, it's definitely indicative of her um, three year stint in Japan um, trying to. Oh yeah. Pilgrimage. So yeah, um, they make uh, uh, Clay, uh, uh Courtney uh, makes a, uh, Courtney makes their uh, uh, their t- their players read a lot of like, like a very Phil Jackson kind of uh, coaching style. You yeah, know, getting getting them in the books like not not just making them better IFL players, but better people overall, more well rounded. Yeah, I I agree, and I mean it it works it, it it works. I mean you don't take down the top two seeds by not reading. Yeah, talk about reading that offense. How how you like that? All right, there you, there you go. All right. There you go. Well, well so, let, so let's talk about, let's break down these positions a little bit. Let's go back to Irvine.comies. Um, uh, from the top down, Dustin Willoughby, what, uh, what are you expecting a power play from Dustin Willoughby? He's, he's, he's not favored the, the power play. I'll tell you that much. Does he, does um, he, does he go for broke? Cause he wants to win. It's going to be in the, I, my, my call is that he's going to take it. If, He's going to take it in the second half of the show. He's going to take okay. it in the second half of the show. He's does to... does he do it if he is in Mord Creek? Does he do it in Mord Creek or does he do it in Lightning Round? Lightning Round. You I'm think? Confident. He does it in Lightning Round because I think that he is going – He, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that he is going to uh, become a victim to the Tai Chi. And I think that he, for the first half of this show, I think that he's – not going to know and it's going to sneak up on him till the very end and he's going to pull the power play in the lightning round all right that's, that's my a, that's hot take 
All right, we have Alex Raymond, captain at the last time. What are you expecting from him? You know, more of the same consistency here. I do got to give it up to Alex. I mean, as far as his off-the-field work from an advertising perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely incredible. So big kudos, um, big kudos to him. But, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, I want to see him be a little bit more dominant. Get in there, really Really play a big character, you know, do something that will really, uh, really, really uh, stick the uh, stick the landing there. Yeah. Stick the knife in the back of the uh, of your opponent. Yeah. So so then let's talk about I mean, I I don't know if there's any much more. There's been how much writing there has been on James Stebeck. So I'm not I don't I don't expect anything less than what I'm usually seeing from him. And again, Stephen Bartlett, that forward position, how, how, how important from a fantasy standpoint, that forward position is. Yeah. You know, exactly. those, you get, you rack up those points in the first two, two scenes, total up divided by five. That's, that's some points for your four that only your forward gets now uh, uh, more of the same from him. What do you think he's going to, I mean, I guess, I guess that's really the question that I keep finding myself is, do I think Dustin? Okay. Let me ask this. This is really the question. Has Dustin been holding back some of the tricks in his bag for a show like this, or is he going to go to the, his bag of tricks out of panic? Those are really the only two options. Cause I think we've, I've, we've seen a, we know Dustin's a very smart, very cerebral coach. Mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking on paper, I think that he's going to pull something out of his magic tricks on paper. And yes. I, I think it's, it makes sense and it makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, to quote the water boy last game of the year, can't hold anything back, you know? Yeah. So I think so. Uh, so then let's, let's, let's talk about Newport beach Academy again, Courtney, we've said it before and said this again, I think that they like to control the, t- you know, it's not talked about a lot, but time of possession is a, is a factor in Courtney's wins this season. Yep. A hundred percent. Now, I mean, now, Joey, I'm looking at it here. What would be if you had to pick, uh, you know, a standout from the Newport Beach Academy, if you had to pick someone um, that it would be if they were to win, that would be the Taco Bell player of the week. Who who would you think that particular person would be? I think it's going to be Vanessa. Rookie sensation has one Taco Bell player of the game before. I think I think that they've done a she's done a lot this season to prove um, her high draft pick. And I think that if the Newport Beach Academy wins, they lean on her a little bit. It's you know it's always tough to be a rookie who's leaned on, but Vanessa showed time and time again that they can be leaned on. And I and I, I want to I I want to think that that is something that we can expect. Yes. And I think that that's a solid call. I mean, I'm looking at it and I mean, I see that I see Talia and I, I, the whole team I could really see as someone that would want to take over because I mean, we had mentioned that there's that equal percentage laugh share that we that you know that that's the key for success there. But I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt if someone's having a dynamite game, you know, don't pull don't pull your punches. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know that's that's a tough. It's I really don't have an answer because because I think that you know I this is not a commentary on anything but like I think people forget that Newport Beach Academy wins big games. 
They beat the Garden Grove Trotters. They beat the Lake Forest Rangers, who are number one and number two seed in the in our league right now. Mm-hmm. Right, Newbury Beach Academy and Irvine.comies share the same seed, but Newbury Beach Academy wins big. When they win, it's big. This mm-hmm. is not, and you know, it's it, yeah, yes, they win in close matchups, but it, you know, if this was college football, you know, the the type of it's not just you winning, but who do you beat does change your standings a lot. Right now, it, it's it's true, and I think that it's going to be a solid game here. Uh, going into game 15 I just we're we're going to be running out of time here real quick I just wanted to talk to you just real quick about IFL labs so I was you know IFL labs is the time where we can you know experiment with rules how it's going to be next season you know it's it's really wacky now if you want if you have the option uh, unabashed authority to implement one change what do you think that that change might be I think I would want to see, boy, uh, I think a, I think a player swap would be interesting. Yeah. You keep, you keep the points, you keep the point. Like if you're midfielder swap in the second game, they still score points for your team. But I think, I think that like, uh, any chance, uh, any chance that you get to work with different players, I think that it can, I think that can really change up the uh, point dynamics too. Yeah, I got one that I've been stewing on that I'm gonna I want to break to you right now. I haven't talked to you beforehand, but I I want to want to bring one up. What if for the midfielder power play, instead of it being uh, instead of it being blindfolded, how about the other coach decides which midfielder is going to start the Mord Creek, like they uh, set out the midfielder. Oh, so they decide who, who, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Like, let's say it's Dana and then they swap it out for, you know, whoever is on their other team that would be midfielder. Yeah. So it's nuts. Someone, someone's got to come in, someone can come in cold or, you know, like really, uh, really adding to the strategy there. Yeah. I think that's great. All right. Well, it's not in the books yet, but maybe, uh, maybe just to add a little bit more, uh, a little bit more pressure. Um, but um all right well uh joey we got this episode and then we're gonna do another episode after all this stuff wraps up here when we give away the uh you know we do the season retrospective as we're calling it so yeah absolutely um so i just wanted to say any other uh shows you want to plug real quick uh well nothing specific. again just check out ifl we have uh, this is not going to be up before i mean yeah. this weekend with t- tonight me and you are playing yep and then so, tomorrow we have auditions for, uh, but this is probably going to be up tomorrow, if not set Sunday. Yep. So this doesn't matter, but uh, all right. Well, this has been uh, Mike and Joey signing off here. Um, thank you guys and have a great day. All right.